Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, episode 852, season 15. I'm your host, the Real Gerald Quinn. On this Wednesday evening, I hope everybody out there is uh, is uh, having a good time and taking it easy as we head towards the weekend. As always, I am joined by one Robert Sapp, a very exuberant and excited Robert Sapp. Yes. Sapp, yes, how sir. you doing? Yes, sir. I am doing wonderful. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, a very eventful uh, weekend of football. A great college football weekend, by the way, as well. But uh, we are here to talk week six of the NFL season. As always, we begin with the themes of the week of the sun of, of the NFL week six. And it was till we meet again and falling mm. legends. So mm. we will tap, in, tap into that. Over like the course that. Over uh-huh. the of the podcast, uh, we begin with the Buffalo segment slash all the thoughts. And <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So I, like I that. know that Mr. Sapp has all the thoughts for this game. So I'm just going to give a, I'm just going to give a few of my thoughts on a game that I actually mm-hmm. rewatched the entire game. It was very, it was very much worthy of a rewatch to say the least. I thought it was a phenomenal game from a strategic standpoint, from a high-level standpoint, from a standpoint of these teams know each other so well. And to your yep. point, we talked offline yep. about that. This is not – this is this is a division they, – they are, in essence, division rivals. They, mm-hmm. uh, they've met five times in the last two seasons with Kansas City winning three of the two – three of the five meetings, Buffalo winning the last two – Two out of the last three, and the last, and, and with two of those being in Kansas City, uh, of course, last year thirty-eight twenty in the regular season, um, and Buffalo was able to get to get by Kansas City twenty-four twenty. Um, again, this was a very high-level game from the standpoint of both defenses. I thought played extremely well. Um, yeah, they did. I thought that. You know, from a physical, it was a it was a physical game. It was a relatively, you know, for the most part. I know you had some. I know you had the two turnovers in the red zone, in the red zones by both teams in the beginning. But outside of that, outside of that, for the most part, it was a relatively cleanly played game. Tied after three quarters. You know, you had seven, 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 ten, ten, and seventeen, seventeen. Um, and the bottom line is, listen, and I, I know. I'll let Mr. Sapp break down the just ridiculous game-winning touchdown pass uh, that that uh, Allen threw the knocks because I'm sure he's watched that about ten thousand times. Um, and okay. you know, um, okay. but the bottom line is, this game was about the Buffalo defense. I said last week if Buffalo was going to win this game, it was going to be about their defense. Bob Miller was spectacular in this game. He to me was the singular difference in this game, and Buffalo stars came up big. Allen, Miller, Diggs all played all played phenomenal football games. Uh, Diggs is a dog. Diggs, Diggs yeah, Diggs has struggled. And Diggs, Diggs has struggled in the past against Kansas City. Uh, so this is like one of his best Kansas, Kansas City games uh, in recent memory. Uh, Allen was, you know, was Josh Allen. He's the MVP of the league right now. It's not even close. And Von Miller was the hired gun. This is what you brought in Von Miller to do. He disrupted the entire game uh two sacks and uh the pressures and the, the last pressure that led to the interception um 
from the flip side, from the Kansas City side, because because you know Sap will have give you the Buffalo standpoint, but from the Kansas City side, I I was I walk away from Kansas City feeling pretty good to be honest with you. If you're a Kansas City fan, I don't think that you walk away. I I thought the gap between these two teams was bigger. I thought Buffalo would win this game, but I thought, but after watching this game, Kansas City these are basically evenly matched teams to be honest with you. Um, Kansas City is right there. I walk away from this game thinking that Kansas City probably needs another weapon at for in terms of a deep threat. Uh, and we know guys get like in today's NFL get traded left and right at the trade deadline. So that's something that I'm sure will be available to to uh, for them come you know come the trade deadline. And I walk away from this game, you know. And if you're Kansas City again, injuries no excuses, but your secondary was injured. So you can say to yourself, hey, we'll be hopefully we'll be healthier if the next time we play. Um, but I like I don't think I mean there's no I mean there's no more victories for Kansas City because of the ramifications of possibly home field advantage. But the bottom line is you are within you are amongst the two best teams in the league and you fully expect to meet this team again come playoff time. Um what are your what were your thoughts on this uh brilliantly played football game? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all that get that out of the way. Um, so I feel great and I feel even better than I felt after the game because the way that you ended your statement is where I left that game. But then I had a conversation with my brother that really, really changed my mind. Um, and I started thinking this way, but he really solidified it for me because he just comes right in with his analysis and doesn't care about my feelings or anything like that at all. And he's actually been the one bringing me along on Buffalo because I'm just so hesitant. Um, and so uh, what he said, he was absolutely accurate. He was like, they had to throw the ki- everything in the kitchen sink at you guys. And on oh, the, the defensive side. Um, and then, like, what really made the aha, uh-huh, I was like, that's right. And we just played our defense. And so um, I say that to say they got us with the blitz. They did. What I always are seen for from pretty much start to finish of this regime is I have always, my brother said, running game. I was like, that's fair. Okay, so running game is number one. And number two is um, act of adjustments in game, and especially in big games. We come in with a fantastic game plan every single game. I'm never, ever worried about that, that the guys won't be prepared, that they won't be locked in that they won't have a great game plan. But if the coach makes a significant enough adjustment on the other side, it has been our uh, propensity to um, not be able to handle that adjustment that time. Now, the next time, absolutely, but that time in game, very tricky, or has been tricky. What I so much enjoy because up until this point in time i mean i was chucking stuff at wall i hated the offensive game plan but what i so much enjoy was when the blitz was getting with got got flat out got us flat out got us um were surprised confused all the things they figured it out and it didn't even take to halftime they figured it out in a quarter and a half um and that was that was everything. End up like that ninety nine yard drive, ninety eight yard. I mean, in a minute, that 
that thing just erased all of the stuff um, that I that I was having. Um, so, um, so, and then after that, a lot that they had for us, and so, um, and so, I am very much of the feeling that Kansas City emptied the bag on us. Even when they get their people back healthy, their people weren't anything to fear in the first place. Um, and then um, we got another big dog that hasn't been there and wasn't there in that playoff game that's coming back as well. Um, so um, uh, I, I feel even better than I felt immediately after the game. Now, let's talk about the game. Like I said, that uh, – that, the end of the first half, that I felt at ease at that point. I really, really did. Um, because, um, you know, Allen was locked in. Diggs was locked in. Von Miller was locked in. Dermott was locked in. Everybody important was so locked in and focused on this game um, that. Again, it just makes me feel so cocky. They want this as bad as what I mean, like, this, of course, they want this more than I do, of course. Um, but tangible, I could feel it through the screen. I cannot say enough that Stefan Diggs is an absolute dog. Like, even when he was making catches, he was in everybody's face. Yo, that dude, animal. Um, so, uh, at the end of the – so get the touchdown at the end of the half. Um, the Stephon, like like I said, like the um, – uh, to Gabe Davis. And then the Stephon, you know, Stephon Davis is a dog. He caught, he caught the second one. But I really want to get to the fourth quarter because you're absolutely right. Um, actually, the – the um, there was a catch that I watched way more than the touchdown. And that was the big catch to the middle. Like, he started off on the right, and they ran into the middle. And they even talked about it, into the, about it on the commentary, like the trust that they have, and that Allen let that ball go before Diggs even broke left. Um, and so what I love about that play even more was that it was off. Allen let that ball even further than I think he wanted to. But Diggs is an animal. And snatched that ball and snatched it between three receivers, between three defensive, defensive players, and it took the hit. Um, the other one that he grabbed um, early, I'm backtracking, but my brother brought this up. It's such a great point how dominant we are. We throw out. We're not just chucking it a little bit on the inside. We're going to throw out, and we're going to throw out in between your people um, and trust that Diggs is going to go up and get it. That's the level at which, which they're playing at now and the confidence that they have. And so that set up, no, that didn't set up, but that, that was such a great play that I just enjoyed, like, watching that. But then, as you said, absolutely, I mean, you know, um, just the absolute gun that Allen has and not, they pointed it out, I was watching a couple of shows, like, literally he gets the ball high and has the ball, and he's like, like, the pocket's there, but it's not clean, clean because you got Jones and all them boys there. But even as all that's going on, he's like, nah, not go over, do this, better not do that. And then gun the ball because not 
didn't do exactly what he needed him to do, but he's like, F it. I'm going to fit it in there right there. He did enough what I needed to do. So it was a great pass. It was a fantastic pass. I love the game because it also showed the world another side of Buffalo, which is um, the kind of like that end of the game still like at the very end. And if, if talking about the closest to the game and everything like that, that's great. Uh, but what this does for my team is it solidifies specifically what Sean McDermott had talked about about the last Kansas City game, which is you play all the way through. You just keep playing. If you keep playing, good things are going to happen for you. Bad things are going to happen for them. We kept playing, playing, playing. Old offense got that touchdown, but didn't try to do anything weird. I was worried for a second with the minutes like that they were going to try to do stuff weird with twice. I know. F it. Well, if you look, if you look after the touchdown, no, they were not. They their faces were dead serious after the Knox touchdown. There was no celebration, and the uh, and right, 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 pointed right. out they were like they, not, nobody celebrated. But, yeah, nobody. But yeah, and here's even a greater point that like it was it was making the touchdown in that amount of time. That's the point. We're not scared that you're going to get up the field against us and get yep. a touchdown because. I think this is going to stop him. That's, that's, that's the money. And that's the flip of the mentality. So I'm glad that the world got to see us. I wish Kansas City will come to Buffalo in the playoffs. Oh, that would Bring be it. That would be we'll awesome. never, ever. No, I wish. Oh, no. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it for real. Uh, last four meetings that they no had Kansas City at average. No. Go ahead. Go, hold on. Last four meetings. And this is why this was important that this was a defensive game from, from Buffalo standpoint. The last four meetings, Kansas City averaged 32 points a game. So McDermott got exactly what he wanted. Leslie Frazier got exactly what they wanted. This was a defensive dominated type performance. Yeah, and I was going to play with Leslie Frazier. Because instead of game, I said, Leslie Frazier. Then the old boy snatched that ball out the air. Von rushes, gets, gets pressure so that Mahomes. Crushes out, throws it, does one of his wonky throws, but does it um, a little bit earlier than he wants to. And boom, right there. Got it. I think it's Terry Johnson is his name. I could be wrong with that, but I think, I think that's right. his name. So what to me, what came out this game to also, um, to be honest with you, and this, I, this is not a, a hot take, but Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, He's pretty good. I think that when I look at just complete skill set, when I look at the mentality, um, he we've seen him constantly in these situations drive his team the last couple of years, drive his team down the field uh, in in fourth quarters, just um, just uh, the polar opposite of what Lamar Jackson is doing in the fourth quarter, and we'll talk more about him. But he, like he, you feel I I knew when y'all got the ball back. When y'all held him to a field goal in 2017, I like he's taking him down the field to score a touchdown. Like I, I felt that in my bones that that was going to happen. I said, now the question is, will your defense be able to stop them when when uh, Mahomes gets the ball back? But I knew Josh Allen was scoring a touchdown, and your offense was going to go down the field and go up 24-20. Like I like that. It was just like, yo, this is going. This is what he does now. Like he's going to 
he you had that confidence with the office with the offense the offense offensive lines played well enough they got enough out the running game um again a very high level uh game to say the least these two teams are clearly uh the two best teams in football i don't think any less of kansas city um because this was about buffalo to be honest with you and uh so I hope they meet again. Uh, that's all there's to it. I, 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 I think that they're going to meet again. Like, that's not, that's not, I don't Bring it. Bring no, it. It's no question about, oh, one last, one last thing. We talked about this too offline. If you're Buffalo, okay, you did, you did your job. Game week six, five and one. Now go out there and make sure that you don't go back to Kansas City. That, that's, that's, that's yeah, the thing now. Make sure you it's don't. Our go back job to to, it's our job. It's our job to hold. Um, Make this victory stick mean something. Because to me, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean nothing if you go back to Kansas City. No, no, our job is to hold the number one seed. But yes. what I like when I look over the landscape of the AFC is I look at not only like like we're five and one on the top of the AFC, but then I look at all the other division leaders and we have a victory over all of them. Yep. Yep. No. You've you've played like you've done. Yeah, no, nah, this one ain't slipping away. This is this one ain't slipping away. This one ain't. It's just I just don't like that fifteen and one number. That's that's the only thing I'm thinking now. I don't like that fifteen and one number. Uh, game of the week to me. Game of the week, uh well it won't be fifteen and one, it'll be sixteen and one. Like never something. Uh, schedule, fair. So. Now that's fair. That's yep. actually fair. Yep. That's fair. Totally different. Totally different. Um, and I think you, I think you will lose one more game. I think I'm, I think you're looking at 15 and two, 14 and three. To be honest with you, uh, and I think that still will be good yeah. enough for a number one you seed. Think, you think what you, you think, you think what you want, baby. <laughs> you want 16 and one. We'll be favored in every game. Oh, absolutely, without question. That the, the schedule is going. I mean, the schedule is going to start to soften up the back half, especially. Absolutely. Uh, game of the week. Giants, the G-Men over the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. Uh, again, put some respect on the Giants name, okay? Okay, that this, you know, the Giants, again, come up with a big second half. They, again, will trail, trail, um, trail the team uh, in, in by double digits. Um, now, we'll get to the Baltimore Wolves because there are plenty to get to from a Baltimore standpoint. But from a Giants standpoint, they, I love about the Giants. They had, they ran the ball. They took advantage of the opportunities that were t- that that were presented to them, and they they play they 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 are the ultimate team of staying the course. They don't, you know, Daniel Jones was 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 you know had a workman like performance. Did not turn over the ball. Um, and again, the Giants are going as long as the game is close or within striking distance. They are going to continue to uh run the ball giants win this game despite being out game 406 to 2238 uh now baltimore does what baltimore has done this year so let me give you this this number right baltimore there have been 39 teams in the history of the nfl that have had that have had that have outscored their opponent that have had at least a 10 point lead in every one of their games okay through six games, through six games, Baltimore is the only team not to have a not to be over five hundred. Think about that for a second. Okay, 
They've been outscored in the fourth quarter, 45 to 10. They have had, a, again, double-digit lead in every single one of their games, and they only have a 3-3 three and three record to show for it. Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating in the fourth quarter is 56. Um, Robert Sapp, what is happening to Baltimore in the fourth quarter of these games? Yeah, just mental, just mental errors. Um, it just, it, it's one of those things where it seems like um, it's in their head um, in terms of making just like that belief that somehow, some way, you're going to make the big mistake. And so it kind of like manifests destiny. And that, like, that's the only explanation because it's going from the first one, which was a total surprise, the second one where like your offense just completely disappeared to this one where you're actively involved in costing yourself games. Um, and so that means that's a downward trajectory. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, like right now, it just feels like more than showing up execution. It feels um, mental and um, that it's in their heads. And I don't know what you do about that in terms of coaching-wise or anything, anything else. Um, I guess they could try playing better for, like, the whole game, and maybe that will help. But outside of that, um, you know, the tight end gets by the fourth quarter. The expectation now has to be that they're going to mess up. So, to me, when I see, like, your quarterback's numbers dropping significantly in the fourth quarter, and you have one of the top offenses statistically in the league, points allowed, points scored, total offense, rushing, of course, I think from a strategy standpoint that it seems like other teams are are getting a beat on that on that offense and that they're not able they there's no counter to when a team does get a beat on what they're trying to do. Or relying just solely on Lamar Jackson to yes. do something special. Right. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So it's Again, they it it's gotten to a point where we talked about Buffalo expecting to win close games and games like that. And Josh Allen, they are the polar opposite. I, it's in their heads that they almost you think they probably they probably almost expected expect to almost lose in a sense or have some Here, doubts. Here's how far they've fallen for me. I used to be terrified of of um, Baltimore. They give me zero concern. Zero. I'm not worried about them at all. So. You shouldn't be. <laughs> like, you like you yep. should not be. Um, especially, and I know that, you know, the defense has played slightly better last couple of weeks, but it's, it's still not. Like, that defense doesn't, like, that defense doesn't put any fear in anybody's heart. 
like that that defense can't. I mean, that that's not a that defense is is not a closing defense, and and and, and that's not nowhere anywhere near a vintage uh, Baltimore Raven defense. So you know, well, that's why you wanted me to be so happy after that Baltimore win. And I was just pissed for right. that very reason. Yep. But shout out to the G man, five and one, right there with the uh, right there tied, right there, no, in second place behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, playing very, playing excellent football, extremely well coached. They make great halftime adjustments, uh, and they've they've like they have been the again the polar opposite of Baltimore as well. They even when they're down, find a way to win these close games. They play better in the fourth quarter. Yes, they yes. keep they're, on they're, playing. Yep, they keep playing. They stay again. They stay the course. Stick to their plan. Make whatever necessary adjustment they have to make, and find a way and find the way um, to win. I mean, if anybody knows, Dable knows. Thirteen seconds was his very last game. Yep. In Buffalo. Yep. Absolutely. So it's like that happened, and then he was off to be coach of the Giants. Yeah. So, uh, game, yeah. Yeah. Games of note: uh, Jets. Surprised the Packers 27-10. Um, this was just one of the ugliest performances that you'll see uh, from a team that had Super Bowl aspirations coming in. They were held to 278 yards. They had a field, they had a field goal blocked, a punt blocked. Um, listen, now the Jets have some defensive players. Gardner and Quentin Williams are, are stars. That's all there is to it. Those guys are studs. Those guys are all pro caliber players. The Jets are are improved, but there's no way the Jets. The, the, Jet, the, Jet, the Jet offense. If another, if another team's offensively, and the Jets only had 278 yards themselves, and they are, their quarterback only threw for 110 yards, so it's not like they offensively did anything. Now they ran the ball very well against the Packers because of how well their defense played. They played to their strength to run a game in the defense. Packers averaged four point zero yards per play um listen to a lot of rogers stuff with the press conference and basically the message was we just need to simplify simplify the offense roger says hey in the past when we struggled offensively in the last two or three years um it's been because we were trying to basically do too much even when Devontae adams was there now he didn't all. He didn't go. He said some nice things about Lafleur. He didn't. This wasn't a all-out throwing Lafleur under under the under the bus or through the bus. But when you say simplify the offense, I mean it is Matt, Matt Lafleur is the offensive guy and head coach of that team. Um, so you got to take that into to account. He said something very interesting too that was even, even beyond that. He said, and I let me look up the quote here. I have it. I actually posted it on my Instagram because it was I, I just found it fascinating. Um look it up. Uh he said, uh, okay, if you think we have the right players. Hello. He said, Yeah, I'm still here. I'm I'm, I'm putting it, I'm sure I'm actually okay. put I'm posting it to my thing so I can like read. All right, here it goes. If you think we have the okay. right players, then simplify it. If we don't then that's a whole other conversation. So, um, that was the gist of the Rogers, uh, fifteen minute press conference. Um, says something, you know, basically said, "Hey, we're not, of course, we're not going to panic. 
we're not uh nobody said nobody's breaking rank so he's not concerned from that standpoint um took some blame as far as being inconsistent and uh said the you know the coaches the game plan is fine so on and so on it's, you know it's about our execution blah 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 um but here's what i'll say and i like i had rogers this as this week's i'll even go, give it away as this week's uh biggest disappointment um when you are one of the best quarterbacks that have ever lived uh an all-time great and you're coming off a loss like they came off last week you it's like when we used to see it all the time with jordan kobe athletes certain athletes on certain when you get to that level this had this had this should have been a i'm not gonna let my team lose type game right this should have been that like i'm not letting the new york fucking jets come into our stadium a place that we have been dominant during the course of my career like the, the record their record and Rogers' numbers home numbers are historically good okay we're not we're not letting this team come into our stadium and losing a second straight game, especially coming off what happened in London. It has to be that type of game if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're an all-time great quarterback, which he is, a four-time MVP. Like, you can't let your team – you just – I don't care if you have to win it, win it by one point. I don't care if it's ugly. You cannot let your team lose this game. And not only to lose this game, to, to get, in essence, embarrassed in front of your home crowd. That tells me that – I'm not going to say the team is checked out, but that tells me that there's a mentality of, hey, we can turn it on at any time, or there's a mentality of they're taking the Aaron Rodgers kind of like, we cool, we good, and you should not, coming off these two performances, last week's performance, the fourth quarter, the second half, that should not have been, like, that mentality should not have even have entered the mindset. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, like, you had a lot to say about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, I, I was, I, just, I mean, I, who, who's there? Is it, um, Sauce Gardner? Oh, no, you said Gardner. They say Sauce Gardner. You said um, Gardner plays with the Jets, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, them, that, like, that, I gotta give Sauce, I gotta give them credit. They, they have built quite very good a, defense. a very good defense. defense. Um, and they just took it to the Packers. And I think, like you said a lot about Aaron Rodgers, but I'll just talk about the rest of the team. Um, and I think this might be the second week in a row that um, people, the other um, coaching staff has just said, you know, you just got to essentially just beat them up. They're not going to be able to respond. They're not, they can't respond physically. So, right. yeah. um, that's the other thing that I saw. I just saw a very soft team all around out there. Yeah. No. Uh, no. They they can't. They don't respond to getting hit in the mouth. Absolutely. And here's my question to you. So, I thought about this with Aaron Rodgers, considering where he's at in the stage of his career. Okay. Certainly has yeah. not, not played well this year, right? You all want to play Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, when you you are the four-time MVP, then you, you know, Victor goes to this point, okay, you got to take it, you got to take it. Your team's losing, it's your fault right now, period. Um, <laughs> you, uh, so I was thinking, I would think about John Elway a bit, a bit late in his career, right? So, 96 and 98, 
Denver had the best team in football. They you could make a case they, they should have won three straight Super Bowls, but whatever. They cumulatively were the best team in football for three years, won back to back Super Bowls. Um, and Elway accepted the fact that, and Elway was still very good at the time. He wasn't great, but he was still very good. He accepted the fact that hey, we have we have a beast named Terrell Davis, very pretty good defense, great the best coaching the best play calling coach in the league and Mike Shannon at that time I'm going to I like whatever it takes whatever whatever you need me to do to help us get to a Super Bowl win a Super Bowl I'm willing to do right so they ran they they became a predominantly running team and the, the rest is history do you think Aaron Rodgers is getting in his own way in terms of his performance by not Fully committing to what? Now again, they don't. This team doesn't have a throw. Well, well, well. I'm on record on this very show, yep. saying in our preseason that this was never going to work. Um, because um, a Aaron Rodgers is not John Elway. That is just that simple. But even more so, different era. This era is all about the quarterback's ability all about their ability to pass and all about, you know, all the things, especially his contemporaries outside of Ben Roethlisberger is also all about your mental acumen as well. Right. Um, so, and their ability to, and their ability to check that ball. So um, that's number one. And number two, look how he was raised in Green Bay. His mental is Brett Favre. He's how Brett Favre behaved. That, that was the guy. That was his model. So you got that. You transitioned. To um to uh, Aaron Rodgers and um the unique experience of living in Green Bay and being Green Bay quarterback is you were quite literally a football god there. Yep. So everybody worships you. So I'm not stunned, shocked, surprised, or anything about this interaction because this was the only way this is going to go. No, my question to you is: Do you think that? The, him not accepting the fact that this team could run more has affected his performance. Do you think he's getting in his own way? Um, I think. My point, my, my, the reason why I brought up John Elway, I'm not, I'm not comparing them as far as dead. No, 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 no. I'm no, talking no, about no, Jer- no, Elway no, said, no, hey, this is, what, this is how no, we I can win. You. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. LA didn't have a great statistical year that first year. Um, but um, I digress. The but I hear. I get what you're saying. I, I the reason I hesitated was because this is a slippery slope. This is not black and white, and you like to paint things in black and white. This is not. This is not as simple as that. Um, so Aaron Rodgers went into this year with a a plan he knew wasn't going to make him successful. So already, by default, it's bad right there. That's going to impact his play because he doesn't believe in what they're doing. Hence, now you're starting to get the little slick comments and everything like that. But that was from Jump Street. Organizationally, structurally, like I said, whenever you tell a quarterback like that, we're going to be a run-first team, Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to work. That quarterback is never going to be able to switch his mentality over to that. Um, so, um, so that, so 
that will it that will impact his play. Devontae Adams, I just cannot express this enough because I keep saying it and no one keeps thinking this. Um, Devontae Adams was as massive as losing the outside of quarterback, the most important player on the team. He, yes. he was everything to that yep. offense. In all yep. the statistics, everything said it. So it was wild that they thought this would be the time to do that and take away. And so um, his frustration with the running game, his frustration with the group of receivers, I think is bleeding into his game absolutely and forcing him to be less patient than he needs to be for that team to be successful. Aaron Rodgers would have to alter, fundamentally alter his game now in order to fit into what the team actually needs. And he is no way willing to do that. Yep. Um, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, uh, another team that was expected to do big things, struggling uh, miserably, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fall to Pittsburgh 2018. Uh, Pittsburgh loses Kenny Pickett didn't matter because uh, Mr. Busy came in. Um, so despite the fact that Pittsburgh was held to 270 yards uh, by Tampa Bay's defense, uh, the story of this game, of course, is the Tampa, the lack of offense. Of course, from Tampa Bay, the offensive line struggles with Tampa Bay. You have Brady on the line. You have Brady screaming on the sidelines to offensive line. Um, it, what do you see uh, as far as Tampa? Is do you think Tampa Bay is fixable? No, no. Okay, they are too old and slow. Yeah, I mean, like not like I could dive into the whole Brady thing, but I choose not to. Um, but even their roster, the roster is not that it's not as talented. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't even. I don't even need to go there because I'm looking at the play on the field. And like I said, after that first game, Tampa was the primary worry for me, and then then they were not a worry for me because um, I could clearly see we were so much better than them. Um, and so, um, and the, the reason being that they are not. They're just not fast enough. Their offense isn't dynamic enough. They won't be able to put any amount of those points on board. And so then that makes Ty Bowles' defense that much less um, impressive. Um, and so, yeah, their lots of construction is off. It's just off. You know, I'm thinking about it right now. And to compete with the big boys. No, no, of course not. I'm thinking about it right now. What, what's going on in Tampa Bay right now actually makes perfect sense, right? So Brady gets there a couple of years ago. They win the Super Bowl in the first year. Last year, they take a step back. This actually makes, like, this was not going to be a long run of just 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 success of where they were going to be a championship team every year. There's, I mean, like, I think this, I think they got what they've gotten out of the Tom Brady era as far as Tampa Bay. Like, this actually makes perfect sense in terms of, especially when you consider, you're talking about Brady's getting older, his personal, you know, what's going on personal, but the fact that, you know, you well, have a, you well, know, when you lose Bruce Arians, 
Like it just actually makes like what's going on in Tampa Bay actually makes sense. To be honest with you, when you step back and look at it, uh, when you really step back and look at it, like they were not built for like they were not built for long standing success. With all like they went for it right away with free agents and things of that nature. So they will be a team that will uh, now again they're you know. They're in a bad division. I still don't I don't, I don't believe in Atlanta. I know Atlanta's three and three, so that probably will say they probably will make the playoffs, but no, they're not. Yeah, to your point of being fixable to a point where they can contend, uh, no, that that that's done for uh, this year. Uh Philadelphia Dallas, very intriguing game. Um, Philadelphia takes about 26-17. The first half looked like I thought the game would look to be honest, which you not in terms of the score, but in terms of the fact that I didn't think Dallas would be able to run against Philadelphia. And Cooper Rush would struggle. Those two things happened. Uh, but this game, of course, changed at, you know, this game changed in the third, at the end of the second half, excuse me, the end of the first half when Lane mm-hmm. Johnson left. Changed the whole complexion of this game. He leaves, all of a sudden, uh, Makai Parsons becomes Lawrence Taylor and they can't block him. They, and yep, and this, led to, this led to Dallas getting his running game going against a tired Philadelphia defense because the offense was three and out. And next thing you know, we had a game. Um, I think I feel if I were both teams, I kind of would feel good. Um, I was very impressed with Dallas coming back and making a game of it, being down 20 and nothing. Um, yeah, without your starting quarterback, uh, Philadelphia holding holding them off, uh, despite not a great game out of Jalen Hurts. Um, I walk away from this game not – not uh, fully understanding. Like, I know both teams are very good. I think Philadelphia certainly can contend and go to the Super Bowl. But in terms of them matching up with each other, I still think there's a lot of things that we need to, like, there there's some things that unanswered questions. Like, I want to see Dallas with Dak Prescott. I want to see Philadelphia a full game with Lane Johnson because that was that injury changed the complexion of the game. So, very good, good, very good game. Pretty good game. Pretty good game. I shouldn't say very good. Pretty good game. And, you know, the, the, the right team won. Philadelphia right now is the better team. I think Dallas actually is closer than I thought they were to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, to be honest with you. So, uh, Philadelphia goes to 6-0. and the, Their schedule coming up, they easily could be 9-0 and or 10-0, and to be honest with you. And Dallas yeah, will drop. Schedule's yeah, schedules. Yeah, for them, is a great, sweet schedule. Uh, Dallas will get back uh, more than likely. Dak Prescott uh, is probably going to come back this week, and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, like this, I was I was very interested to watch this game because this is going to be my first time really sitting down and putting my eyes on both of these teams. Um, and um, and a couple of things impressed me. Dallas defense is impressive. That's yes, very good defense. That's, that's an impressive very good. defense. Um, and so um, that that was that was impressive to see. And I really like the offensive concept in Philadelphia. Like I really really like it. They they know what they're doing offensively. They they got that thing humming. Um, uh, they stick uh, to their identity. They know who they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really I really like that. And so um you could tell both teams were I don't wanna say nervous, 
on like a just prime time to go up against each other, having that old rivalry rivalry feeling and being in a high more of a high stakes game than they traditionally been in these past few years. Um, I I I could feel the the nervous is probably not the right word, but just uh, the wonkiness in the yeah. first first year. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, in the first quarter, and so, um, you know, like, like you're right. Like, I like the way that the game flowed from the third quarter, from the third quarter on, because I think that's when you saw both teams kind of giving their best punches to each other. Um, and, and so, so it was really, it was, it was cool to see Dallas's defense get after, um, the quarterback. Uh, and then um, it is really cool to see Philly's offense adjust to that. Um, and, um, and, and do things necessary to uh, get Jalen Hurts out of harm's way and get the ball into receiver's hands. Anyways, um, I, I, it, it, if I, like, I, I weigh everything on how much it worries me. So I would say I would put Philly like right at 50%. I'm like, okay, they're a respectable team. Um, and then I'll put Dallas at like 25%, half of that. Um, but like you said, a good football game, um, particularly the second half. And um, two, two teams that are, are good football teams. Particularly Philadelphia. Uh, like you said, I got Dallas with Dak Prescott in that offense a little bit more before I could be like, well, they're well coached. No, I'm, not, I'm, not going, well yeah, coached. I'm not going that far, no. Offense, I'm not, I'm not going yeah. that far. Yeah. Defensively, very good. Top 10, legitimate top 10 defense. Um, offensively, like you said, we got to see if they cannot get out their own way with the play calling and philosophy and shit like that, because that we, we spoke about this last week. There's a very clear cut way Dallas should play in terms of their philosophy offensively, run the football, play action, yep. so on and so on. So you, you, you saw, you saw when they did that in the yes. second half. Yep. Much better. Yep. Yep. Um, the Philadelphia secondary is tremendous though. That second, they had like that secondary is a very good secondary, very good secondary. Yeah, I got to see more of them, but um, yeah, I got to see more of them. Um, it, but it really get really, I got to just watch more of them. But these, yeah, these two teams are gonna be, These two teams are going to be around yeah, uh, for the duration of the season, right there. And I, 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 I think both yep. of them probably will make the playoffs. All right, we already went through the biggest disappointment. No more of the no more of the trouts on uh, Aaron Rodgers anymore. Uh, questions for Sap. Oh, speaking of NFC East, will three NFC East teams make the playoffs? Ooh, wow! So you have Philly at six and zero, Giants at five and one, yeah, Dallas at yeah, four and two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. and bad football all around in NFC. San Francisco is down. So the Rams good. are down. The Packers are down. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Tampa yep. Bay is down. Come on, those divisions. That's what I was trying to think. Um, when can I those divisions? At this point in time, I would have to say yeah. Because the division leaders in each of those, Minnesota looks good. Um, but outside of that, um, uh, if the Packers just don't look good. So, no. um, uh, 
that like that's the only question. And keep in mind that they those really the MCE right there. Yeah. The East has wins over so Giants yep. beat the Packers. Dallas took out the Rams earlier. So that yeah, yep. in terms of tiebreakers. Yep. No, at this point you would have to say yes. You have to. And is Vaughn Miller a better version? I'm gonna add better version of Charles Haley in terms of this era. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't love your mercenary uh comment. I'm just gonna be real with you. I didn't love that. Um so, well, he is a mercenary at this point, though. He's an all-time great mercenary. So, Deion Sanders was an all-time great mercenary. Like I said, like, like I said. You could be all-time. You could two things to be true. Um, um, so, here's what I'll say. I think Charles Haley, like, that was a unique situation in a, like, a war between, um, uh, Dallas and San Francisco. Dallas and San Francisco, right? Like it's like like they were they were pushing and pulling him back and forth, right? Um, and so so this is more a his choice type thing. Um, so in that respect, like the mercenaries, the mercenaries comment is 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 accurate. Um, I just think we signed him for six years, one hundred twenty million dollars. That's different. Um, Dion was a mercenary. Um, but um so but what what I will say is um he is the best Super Bowl good luck charm you could possibly have. Um so uh if he could pull this one off, then then he gets all the props and mercenary, whatever, call him whatever. It will not bother me if we get a ring out of this. So he has to pull this one off to get to that Charles Haley discussion. Yeah, because of course, to, to those who forgot, Haley won five Super Bowls. So every like, I think the comparison from a standpoint of three, these two, three, these two, these two non-quarterbacks elevate their teams. Whatever teams they're going to be on, they're they're going to immediately elevate those teams to another level, and that's what both these players have done. Of course, Haley did it more because he okay, was able to able to do. Vin Miller's the better player. Per se, Miller's the better player, but Haley, as a winner, was was again won five Super Bowls. So wherever he wherever he went, he won, and he was a big part of those teams winning. When uh, whenever he wherever he went, so, uh, yeah, yeah, two great defensive players who are non quarterbacks were able to elevate their teams to uh, uh, uh another level, um. And Haley, Haley was a great player. Oh, he was a great player. Very, came, the thing about he, the reason he doesn't get the credit that he should deserve is because he came along in an era where some of the all-time great pass rushers of all, like, you know, came along the Reggie White, your guy, Bruce Smith, you know, Kevin Green, all those guys. It was a just a, a just a plethora of all-time great pass rushers. And he kind of, kind of somewhat gets lost in that shuffle. But Haley was a tre- tremendous player uh, during his time. Stock up, parody in New York football. So we have had a number. I thought the number. So I think the number was like seventy games that were within eight points in the fourth quarter. Um, what are your thoughts on the parody so far through six games? 
Yeah, I mean, some people say parody. I I think the um, the like, overall quarterback play in the league has not been great. And right. So I think that 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 had. I mean, you could put the offense. Not. I mean, like, however. So um, I I don't. I, I think before I go parody. Oh yeah, it's, it's parody because pe- they can't not enough teams get out of their own way. Um, I I would also like to see better football along with this parody. Let's say that. Gotcha. Yeah. I so yes, the football can be better. I'm not down on it, but to your point, it can be better. Um, in a year like this when you see, like, okay, you have two teams that are clearly better than everybody else. Buffalo and Kansas City are are just, are are better. Those are the two best teams. But, like, coaching, you really see, like, in a year like this, what <laughs> what uh, coaching will, will mean between the difference between winning and losing. Like, because the margin yeah. error is thin, the talent spread out, once you get past, like, like I said, those two dynamic quarterbacks and franchises, um, like, yeah, you're going to see what, like, if you have, you, you, can, you can have a Nick Serini or a Nathaniel Hackett, okay? So, I again, I don't think, to be honest with you, I bring up Philadelphia Endeavor because I don't think the talent gap is that big, to be honest with you. But, you know, one one team has a professional coach, the other team doesn't. So, um, Denver's defense is significant. Like they, they, they are. Oh no, that's no, that's what I'm saying. No, no, that's my point. Not, that's my point. Denver is not good enough to overcome. No, oh, exactly. Head. Denver, if we if we matched up Denver's talent versus Philadelphia's talent, it's not that big a difference. I can make a case that Denver might have more talent. That's my point. That's my point about the coaches' standpoint. So, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like that, you can't, can't, you're right to your point. You can, you can't overcome it. You can't, uh, you, you just can't. Like what the, the Brian Dabo is doing in New York with the just shift completely change the culture off one of the worst cultures in the NFL coming in before he got there. Like it's been, you know, spectacular. So I see a year this year, like really coaching. Coaching is going to be more valuable. I, from what I've seen, the first six weeks, that coaching is going to be even that. But it's already been. It's already, of course, it's always valuable. Of course, we know this, and this throughout hundred year, hundred years in the NFL. But even in a year like this, when quarterback play is down, offenses not scoring as much, like coaching and adjustments and how you handle your teams week to week, consistency, how much that really uh, is going to matter. Uh, that much more. And of course, we've mentioned over the course of the, this podcast, New York football. So after years of being in the basement, after years of just embarrassment, both New York teams have winning records. Giants are five and one. Jets are four and two. Uh, so a lot to cheer about in, with New York football for the first time in many, many years, to say the least. And both of those teams are doing it with their defense. Stock down the use yeah, of the two pretty, point. pretty cool. The use of the two point conversion. Um, listen, I, I like the two point. I'm fine with the two point conversion. It's been in for you know twenty plus years, whatever, whatever. But 
uh, I, I see teams go for the two point conversion at times when it's like, like, why? What? What? Are, what are we doing here? Like, uh, Philadelphia. I think it was Philadelphia. They. It was twenty to seventeen, and they go. They go for it, right? Wanting to make it twenty eight to seventeen, so that would force Dallas to score a touchdown and get to a conversion and get a field goal. Nice. It sounds great. But if you do if you do miss it, which they did, Dallas can win the game with a touchdown and a field goal. So is it worth it in that situation to go for it? Like kick the two point kick kick the field, kick the extra point, you're up twenty seven to seventeen. They have to score a touchdown and a field goal. A touchdown and a field goal basically ties the game unless they choose to go for two, which more than likely they're not. So I, I just I think these coaches just overthink these these they have I guess these scorecards and when to go for two. I just think I, I don't believe in going for it unless you absolutely have to go for it. And if you're up by if you are up by three points and you score a touchdown to go up by 10, you don't have to go for a two-coin conversion. I, I just I, I, these coaches like I I don't know like what what are your thoughts? Yeah, they can be a bit aggressive. Like what? Um, Tommy like, used to do that. Tommy used to do that shit in the game. Like, yeah, yeah. I I cannot love it unless you need it. That's that's my dream philosophy as well. So yeah, these coaches, uh, like I, I just don't get it sometimes. I, I like that again. It, of course, it didn't cost Philadelphia the game, but just but like I said, it just like why, just just why, like in that situation. So I'm not really. I'm kind of down on the on the use of it uh, from some some of the situations I've seen over the course of uh, early on this, this through these first six weeks of the season. Who won the week? Of course, we said this last week. Um. If they won a the game, whoever won that game would win the week, and there's no question the Buffalo Bills submitting their status as, as the NFL's best team. Uh, they had the NFL's best quarterback, the NFL's best defense, yep. the NFL's best defensive coordinator. Uh, they cover all the bases. Number one offense in the NFL. Number one offense in the, in the league. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They right now are rolling, They only and they're getting healthier. Uh, with some of their players coming back. Uh, they're getting experience from some of their younger players, especially in the secondary. You have a, you're have you going to have more than likely a fresh Bob Miller. They have him, of course, on, on, a, on a snap count, which they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. right now, they you are primed and poised to be, you're right where you should be uh, at this point in the season. And um, I, I would think that they were the Super Bowl favorites, and I've have, I have, there's nothing I've seen that would change my mind from that. Like they are clearly should be the Super Bowl favorites. Kansas City's right there, of course. We know this. Um, I don't. Nobody in the NFC could touch them right now. Like there's not. Like I respect the MCEs, but there's nobody in the NFC that could that like I I think could hang with them uh, per se. Um, but you know you don't worry about that to the actual Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, it, the, the, they definitely won the week. You go to Kansas City, one of the toughest places to play in the league. 
and you take care of business and you do it against a team that, um, again, is, is right there with you as far as being one of the team, one of the few teams that could win the Super Bowl this year. And you do it, again, you do it with your defense. Um, that's the thing. This uh, The Buffalo defense has been the story this year. I know Josh Allen's going to get a lot of the credit, which all great quarterbacks do. He's going to he's going to win the MVP. Um, but it is about when I when I think about Buffalo football this year, I think about that that defense. That defense has been consistent throughout from week in to week out. Even in the one loss they had, it was not about what their defense did not do. Um, then the, the Miami loss. So uh, Buffalo clearly wins the week. I mean, I, I don't think there was any real debate about it. Not a great schedule this week for games. Uh, this could have been a honeydew Sunday as well. I had to really search. <laughs> I had to really search long and hard for a, a game that I actually, you know, have somewhat of interest in. Can't now, Kansas City, San Francisco. San Francisco has not played well this year. They come off coming off a bad loss to Atlanta, and Kansas City's coming off loss to Buffalo. So I'll be interested to see Super Bowl Matt rematch from a couple years ago, of course where the San Francisco fans still have not gotten over the fact that they feel like Jimmy Garoppolo cost them that game. They, st- they are still pissed by that by that game. Uh, so Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. Um, you expect Kansas City to bounce back uh, with a big performance. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's going to uh, come down to if Nick Bosa can play. Um, the reason on that field with them, San Francisco has a good, good, they have the tools defensively to be able to handle. Yes, um, great defense. They have a great uh, defense. Kansas City. Um, and, uh, you know, as well as Garoppolo doesn't go Garoppolo, then they have the offense that can keep, keep uh, limited possessions over there. So they have the style that can beat Kansas City. To me, it's just all of Nick Bosa plays. Yeah. Um, if he does, uh, I give a score. If he does, um, I mean, I still think Kansas City comes away with this. Like, if he does play 27-20, if he doesn't play, this is like 44-13, something like that. I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think San Francisco's defense will keep them in this game. Um, I think their defense is, they do have a, a very talented defense. I can see... 31-17, that type of game. I think they'll be close to three quarters and they'll Kansas City will pull away in the uh fourth quarter. Um but again, very light week as far as uh matchups. So you had a couple heavyweight matchups yeah. this week, this week, that last week, this week kind of things kind of settled up, calm down as we gear towards um the uh, second, the, you know, as, as we get towards getting close to the halfway point of the season. Any thoughts on the, I'm sure you have a few thoughts on the Tua situation. Um, he was, he's been cleared. Uh, he said that he was not, he doesn't remember it. He, he says that he was unconscious with one of the concussions. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he was in a tough spot because he wants to play. Right. Um, and so I thought he would do whatever it took for him to get back 
on to the to the football field, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, listen, if I said I was shocked, I'd be just a fool because, to your point, these guys are the most competitive people people in the, on the face of the earth as far as athletes. Like, they, especially in football, where they, you know, afraid to lose their jobs. Um, but I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised that it's this quick, to be honest with you. Like, I expected at least a month or even longer. Um, at a certain point, like, we can talk about the we know the NFL ain't shit. We know organizations, you know, wanna will do whatever with their doctors to try to get players back on the field. But at a certain point, you gotta give the the players some criticism for not somewhat protecting themselves. Uh, to be honest with you. Like you were knocked unconscious. Like <laughs> you were unconscious. You've had multiple concussions in the last, you know, two to three weeks. Yeah, you know, I yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, it's not, he's not the first, it won't yep. be the last. So that's what it comes down to. Yep. Like, it, you know, this is, this has been the history of the NFL. Like, so, you know, I wish, I, I wish he wouldn't play, be perfectly honest from a health standpoint. I'm actually, actually, as, just as a human being, as a person fearing for his health in terms of what yeah, the next he, Everybody's going to be going to when he gets hit, hit that first time. So, it's like y'all gonna be like, uh. it's like, yo, man, like, damn, B, I, I know it is your livelihood and what have you, but damn, yo, it's like this, <laughs> woo, like, yeah, yeah, it's tough, yeah, yeah. It's tough. nah, it's tough. Now, how, what, what was your brother's thoughts? Oh, um, yeah, no, he had a, he had a negative reaction. Oh, so he wants he wants to We just know the NFL team. We we just know we know the NFL. We just know the NFL know the players. It's not even about want. It just is. It is, yeah, okay. So it's he's like going right, to happen like, this way. Like there's Right. I mean there's I mean there's just nothing to complain about. Like Tua wants this, the organization wants this, the NFL yeah. wants this. They, I mean just it is what it is. In essence it is what it is. Uh, per se, but you're I'm asking like, a football player not to want to play football, right? That's yeah, that's not, yeah, that's how oxy that just doesn't happen. Like, that's yeah, that's just not something that, yeah, that uh, that happens, like you know. But man, it's woo, you hear, like I said, you hear the stories, you talk about he's you know, he doesn't remember, was unconscious and things like that of that nature. Uh, that you know, that could be a very just scary situation um to uh to to say the least like that that's you know wishing the best hopefully you know things work out as far as just him staying just not getting another concussion for the rest of the year and um you know we'll see what happens with that uh um, in regards to that any before we let you go any thoughts on the new england quarterback situation Exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> we'll just watch it play out. They'll figure uh, it out. Oh uh, goodness! Also, yeah, New England has even their record at three and three. A couple, you know, couple of wins. So, Patriot fans are feeling pretty, feeling a little good about themselves uh, right now. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't think any of us are taking it serious, but you know, they're three and three, so. Should be they should be interesting from a standpoint of just for just for headlines um throughout the course of the season. 
Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Um, of course, you know, it's the Real Joe Quinn. Thank, as always, I'd like to thank Robert Sapp for joining me, sir. All right, sir. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right, later. That's going to wrap it up for this edition. Uh, we will see you next time. This podcast, of course, will be up uh, tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the continual opening of the uh, NBA season. So long. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.